Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Hello and welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at The Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Without faith, faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That is according to Hebrews 11 verse 6. It's safe to say that most of us would like to grow in faith. After all, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's notable that the disciples asked Jesus to increase our faith. The disciples weren't the only ones who petitioned Jesus for more faith. A father in desperate need of healing of a sick son said to Jesus, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. As we approach God, we must believe that not, that not only that he exists, but he will reward those who diligently seek him. Knowing God rewards those who earnestly seek him can serve as a motivation to persevere in our pursuit of God. The scriptures reveal that Jesus is the perfect perfecter of faith. So like the disciples and the father with the sick son, we can approach Jesus with confidence and ask him to increase our faith. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at The Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. All right, we are back. We are back. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Amazing Truth Podcast. Once again, for yet another week, Ezra is missing in action. Uh, but it's safe to say that we are not missing him. But Ezra, it's wherever you are, uh, we 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 are glad that you're you're not here. But anyway, uh, we are back again with another interesting episode about international students and uh, the challenges. It's kind of like a diary of of what international students uh, go through. And last week we talked about we are here with uh, Joji, Violet, and. Uh, um, Joven, uh, Joven uh, decided to sit down today, and he sent uh, he sent a friend. So we'll get to know him as well. But we talked about their individual journeys and how they came to the to the states and why they what are, what they're studying. And uh, we also talked about how different how, how different it was coming to the states versus studying uh, in, in in Africa. So I'll not tell you more. I'll let you, I'll let you go and watch listen wherever you get your podcasts uh, so you can listen to that episode but today we're going to last week was more of a kind of the rosy part of it you know so today i want us to go into the the challenges because i know we all face challenges right when i i said when i was i was an international student in, in, in india and i i went through a lot and there was a lot of mental health things that cropped up there was a lot of financial struggles there was a lot of um, you know adjusting to the food adjusting to different so there are different challenges today i want us to focus on you guys and some of those challenges and last week we mentioned uh mental health 
we we talked about some of the uh, the isolation and it really didn't it only scratch the surface but uh i let them introduce give, just give us their names uh george and uh violet just give us their names and then uh mr mwaso here will tell us a little bit about himself what he's studying and then we'll go from there my name is violet mumbo and yeah that's it my name is george manyange a uh, student at the university of minnesota that's it all right All right, Mr. Boaso, tell us a l- just a little bit about your name, uh, what are you studying and how long have you been at uh, whatever <coughs> the U, I believe. Yep. My name is Boaso. Um I am from Malawi and I'm studying uh, my PhD in applied economics at the University of Minnesota. Okay. All right. Man, these PhD students, they're very mellow. They're very yeah. chill. Right, they're very chill. Is it because it's too much in their brain? There's too much yep. education. <laughs> <laughs> they say permanent head damage. Yeah. That's, that's what they used to call it. <laughs> But yeah, well, we are we are lucky to have you here, Mwaso, um, from Malawi, right? Yes. Violet is from Kenya. Kenya. Georgie is from Kenya. Kenya yeah. yeah. Georgie is studying mass communication, journalism, and mass yeah. communication. Yeah. You're also studying the same, right? No, I'm studying computer, computer science. Computer science. Yeah, but you did. Uh, You have a degree have a in degree. journalism yes, and mass communication from Kenya. Nairobi, Kenya. All yeah. right. Okay. That's out the way. Now let's yeah. jump into this, right? Mm-hmm. What are some of the let's just list what are some of the challenges personally you have faced as an international student? I know you talked about mental health. Mm-hmm. How how is that, how does that how was that and what what exactly did you go through? If you're comfortable sharing. Yes. Um I'm going to say this. I come from a family that is very how do I say it? I have never stayed away from my parents for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And um, my mother is the kind of parent that even when I would go to the city back to my house, she would be sending food. She would like, you tell her, I have it. She would send food. She would just pop up. She's the kind of mother who is very involved. Yeah. And one time, and in my mother, my, mother's, my mother says that all my children, I don't care what, where you work, what you do, But December every child is in my house. December I want to see all my children. Mm. I need you can lie to me when you're outside but when you when you come and I see you I'll know if you're okay or not. Yeah. So you know being in that setup you and um growing in that setup it was you always knew somebody has got your back. And then you know like the kind of setup in Kenya and even I stayed in Rongai like you would never you would never go a day without somebody coming and just saying hey, Violet, what you doing what's what's <laughs> up man you'd even be chilling in the this, your friends will come and knock there's always somebody to bother you yeah. even if you're single even if you're new in a place if if you don't know anyone a hawker will come mm. a hawker will come and tell you i'm selling socks buy and they will try to convince you to buy for like one hour that's mm. a one hour of conversation right we take these things for granted until you come here where it's everybody's all about their business. Mm-hmm. And I remember I s- um the first week was very it's okay because I was like oh I was so excited. I was like I'm in America now. I want experience. I want to feel this place. I just wanna But that time that you realize that when everybody goes back to work, everybody's working, everybody's going they're working, they're going to school, everybody's chasing money to try and pay, and pay bills. People live from bill to bill. So they need to go and work to get the bill done. And you remain probably in the house because you're still new. Mm. You can't talk to anyone. There's nobody, there's nothing. That's when it starts it starts to kick in. And actually I never knew what depression was. I never knew what um all these things were. Really like they I would, I would just hear th- about them. 
But you know, for many times you're always like, ah, that can't be me until it's you. Right. And I'm so glad that I was able to recognize from the very beginning that this thing is there and I was recognizing that my patterns were changing. Mm-hmm. I used to eat, in a, I used to have a particular pattern of eating, I used to have a particular pattern of things I used to do because I used to go play back at home. I used, to, I used to go meet my friends in the weekends. I used to go play at a football game. We'd go even for concerts. There was, there was life. Was, yeah. There was a circle of right. life. And then here there's nothing. All those things are taken away from All those things cannot happen. Mm-hmm. For one reason or the other. You don't have any. You don't have extra money for fun. You know, like, even if, if it's a concert, you don't know who is there in that concert. Mm-hmm. Where are you going then? Eh? And even if you know the person who is that concert, you can't afford it. Right. Very like the, if the entrance alone is $50, you, and $50 can sustain you for food for, like, right. two or three weeks, yeah. you cannot do that. But I after I realized I was so I was just in bed all the time. Mm. Bed was the bed was the solution. You're always sleeping. There's nothing else to do apart from my assignments and my uh, assignments and maybe listening to music. It's only the bed. Mm. And to and then it goes from that and then you come and realize later on you don't have the energy for anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Even if somebody tells you let's go and do something, you don't have the energy for that. And um, before all that, hap- I started watching videos now on depression and all those things. And that's when I realized, like, man, I have the symptoms. I have all the signs. And from that point, I just decided, like, I have to do something about it because my mother is not here to save me. There's nobody who can save me. I have to save myself. And I think that's the reason. And I think the time I started reaching out to people I knew. And I, I'm glad that's the time even George, George reached out to me and... Some, if I knew you and I knew that you were a safe person, I would reach out for no reason. Just right. reach out. Just right. talk. I would, somebody would tell me, like, let's go to the lake. Yes, I'm going. Let's go. As in, you would ask me, let's go anywhere. I'm going with you. I don't care whether you're leaving me in the car. I'm just going outside. Yep, so that's my story. And um, that's why it's, um, I have so much passion for yeah. mental health. Right. Because okay. we don't even know we about it. We are never told about it. Mm-hmm. And I think even being a young African woman, it's like you're always taught to, like some things that you're always taught, like, vumilia, ka, is it ini vitu mama yako walipitia? What to when walipitia? Your people went through all these things. Your grandmother went through it. All the women, and they were taught to, like, keep quiet and just... Re- Relax in pain. Mm-hmm. Mm? And I don't think that is the way I want to do it. Right. And I realize that we have to go away from this kind of thinking. So you are, you're saying that you, you realize that something was wrong and you took the steps to, to do it. And yes, and that is what um, I, I, I think that be, I did that started December mm-hmm. until now. And I'm glad Good. it's going well because wow. I was staying alone and I moved in with roommates. Yeah. And I'm telling you, listen to this. Please don't stay in America alone. Mm. It doesn't matter how much money you earn or who you are. Stay with somebody, especially in America. Stay with somebody, somebody you trust, somebody who treats you good, somebody you feel safe with, but stay with somebody. This is a very lonely country. Right. It's the loneliest part I've ever been in this earth. Everybody's all about their business. Because I will tell you, like, even that madman on the streets in Nairobi can have somebody to talk to. 
Yeah. Those who watch guys that are standing on the road, they, they will ask him, "Why are you sleeping here? They you slept here yeah. for long. Go and sleep at the other section." So there's, it's important that that interaction, you know, where we Africa is. Uh, for those that are not don't come from Africa, Africa is a very social place. Yes. You know, when you go to the market, you'll see people sitting down and interacting mm-hmm. over a newspaper. Yep. Current news that. Um, and I came to find out that when you come to America, small talk is a big deal. Exactly. It's a big deal. It's like an event. Yep. Someone, we are doing small talk. Let's talk about the weather. They talk about it. It's, a, it's something different. But back home, where even in Europe, I mean, Europe, Africa, we socialize. We like to be in each, be in each other's business. Mm-hmm. You know, like you hear yes. you, in Kenya, you'll be sitting, watch you on Saturday afternoon, enjoying, uh, you know, Glass of milk, mm. Premier League match, watching mm. uh, Ezra's Arsenal lose. <laughs> and someone will knock at your door and like, okay, hey. That was a But here it's mm. it's different. So we, we're going to dig deep into that. And I'm glad that you're doing well mm-hmm. and you're able to find the help and you're continuing to find that help. Yes. And you're able to speak for it. Because someone, we always say here at the Amazing Truth Podcast, your story is your story, but then your story will, someone will hear your story and get help. Yeah. So, yeah. Mwaso. What what are some of the challenges, and if you can piggyback on mental health, whatever it is, what what have you personally, what have you experienced as a challenge studying here? Um, I think the, the biggest challenge is, um, I would like to say, an unrealistic academic expectations mm-hmm. from the from the professors. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I've always I've always prided myself in enjoying my weekends mm-hmm. like my, my weekend is my weekend <laughs> my yeah. time is my time yeah and um so now here uh i don't know if it is uh, something that is unique to graduate students only but uh, i'm uh, i work uh, so i have to prepare for i'm, I'm a teaching assistant so yeah. i have to prepare for for my uh, my sessions with the students mm-hmm. That takes time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, I am given some a certain number of hours per week that mm-hmm. I should do so. Right. That's like yeah. But then eventually, it always it's, it's, it it's always more than you know. You always have to do more than the mm-hmm. prescribed That's hours. Mm-hmm. And um, then there are these expectations from from classes. So you find that uh, you are given us an assignment maybe on a Thursday, and it's due on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you're supposed to go through it over, over the weekend. weekend, and if you've got two or three more subjects that require you silently, you know you're not told to work over the weekend, but it's like a silent agreement that you don't have any time that belongs to you. Yeah, wow. and that <coughs> that itself is like mm. I've always like I, uh, I I have always tried to go around it, like make sure that I claim my time. Uh, um, if if possible, I, I I always ask for an extension from the professors so mm-hmm. that I avoid working over working. Weekend because that's the only thing that keeps me insane to know that I also have something that belongs to Maybe me, my yeah. own time. But sometimes that can be difficult. Right. So yeah, it can be different. Uh, having come from a background whereby you were always expected to 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 do best in your class, like to always mm-hmm. have the best grades and so forth. Mm. I mean. And you have, like at a PhD level, you, the people that you have in your class, they are always competitive people. And so it's like you, they are also forcing you to be 
competitive. Yeah, it's like a, I don't know, it's like, it's like a, um, some sort of a force that keeps you to always be insanely competitive. Wow. You see? So now that's what has been challenging me, like not to have time for yourself and not to think that there's something more beyond school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, yeah, that's the thing that has been challenging and it can be it can uh, lead to it can lead to like mental stress yeah yeah you know i i did not get a i'm fortunate as <laughs> i'm fortunate not to have studied here because i see i think just because from what you're saying is they it's it's assignment after assignment and you ex, you expected to pay bills right and i could be wrong about this but i think the the assignments take precedence uh, from what you needed to do socially right yeah yes. um so you're expected to submit an assignment midnight on a sunday monday morning right mm-hmm. and then you do have uh, these other things that you need to do as well i, I have a class for sanity yeah uh, sorry, sorry to, to, to no, go ahead. i, I yeah. have a class that i'm supposed to submit an assignment on sunday 6 p.m wow you see yeah and then you have don't have only one. You have four subjects that you are taking. Yeah. And every subject is with a, an assignment of its own. Exactly. You see. Can I add something on that? Yes, please. That means you have four classes. Mm-hmm. All these four classes need you, and majority of the time, they are all. Majority of them have the deadline in the weekend. Mm. This I have one that is Saturday, eleven fifty nine. One that is Sunday. And one that is Monday morning, 10 a.m. That so means Saturday night, you're, you're you have studying. an assignment. Sunday during the day, you, yeah, you have another one that is due at the end of Monday Sunday. Morning when you and wake Monday up. morning, there's a math class of mine that is due at 10 a.m. So, meaning you don't have your weekend. And yeah. And, and, and during that the means week, like, you have classes. Yes. Right? And remember, I'm doing math. You could be ma- doing math, statistics, or calculus, any of those. Those things need help. That's why we have the math center in school. That's why we have these centers for help. They don't work during the weekend. If you're stuck in something, you're stuck the whole weekend. You're stuck in stress. You're stuck in the stress of not submitting. You're stuck in the stress of, like, where am I going to get help? Mm-hmm. You're stuck. You're, you're literally stuck. Mm-hmm. So, meaning, even I- whether you do it or not, your whole weekend is it's just l- it's not a good one. It's a stressful weekend. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. Where is Ezra? This usually <laughs> reflect. Wow, that is, uh, I'm just cringing just listening to that. Because then if you find yourself in a terrible mental state and you don't have the, soci- the social, you know, the, the, the interactions you need to have, you're not, you don't go to church. If, you're f- you, have, if you, have, you have no religious being, you don't go out to meet your friends. Then on top of what you're going through mentally, it just gets you down even further. Plus, you're probably just new to the States. Yep. You haven't made friends. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. And nobody and then <laughs> to make to add on to that that is that everybody is busy. Mm-hmm. You can find people who are willing to help and listen and do but everybody is running to something. If somebody if they leave their houses, they're running to something. So even getting that audience is so hard. Challenging. George. Mm-hmm. What about you? For me, I I agree with Maso and uh, the, f- the fact that for me back home, like I used to not like it's my weekend. Like I'm off on weekends. 
like if it's Monday to Friday, <coughs> when we have assignments, I know how I'll sort them so that I can have my free weekend. Yeah. Interact with friends, go watch a Premier League match, mm-hmm. uh, the banter, the football banters. If yeah, I was going to work, if I was scheduled for sh- at, uh, if it was, it was my shift during the weekend, I knew what I wanted to do. Like, yeah. But here, when I came here, like you have assignments, which I do, like... I've been doing I've been submitting projects over this this semester has been I'm taking 15 credits last semester I took 17 credits but the 17 credits were much more easier compared to this 15 credits because this 15 credits actually they're making me to be much more busier than the <laughs> 17 credits I did last semester even I usually ask myself like yeah. I had many credits last semester two more credits but right now I'm doing two less credits I'm doing 15 but I'm busier like every time it's an assignment sometimes when i don't see an assignment on the to do list i'm like okay at least ever it's like a breather wow. and i have to go to work so all of I, this is my off weekend like i usually have one saturday like i'm totally off i'm not doing anything i've not picked shifts i usually like i usually tell myself like this is the saturday where i'm going to mm-hmm. just relax watch my documentaries do my own stuff at least just be by my own because all other weekend all other weekend sorry either at work or at work doing assignments <laughs> or doing assignments and in the, the journalism sector it's like you have large chunks of books you have to read maybe it's, it's an assignment about you have to write about something so you have to go through it and uh, being me be, being a student who has been used to a certain education curriculum back home coming to meet a certain curriculum of education back here mm-hmm. which requires you to be on your books all the time assignments assignments let me say something the books are fat yep they are so fat many pages like mm-hmm. someone sends you like i usually have a discussion post i have to post it on monday before tuesday class then that lecturer post a discussion he wants 250 words maximum but what whatever he will send to you it's like 100 page pdf for you he wants you to read and paraphrase it within 250 words <laughs> so at times i actually look at it i'm like really this lecturer is serious that he wants to see this assignment by by tuesday by tuesday morning when he comes to class you're supposed to have submitted it because he will mark the discussion post post it before he comes to class so when he's coming to class he's just releasing the grades before the lesson ends So uh, I I don't want to feel sorry for you guys. I don't no, want no, to. Well, well, no, no, in in terms of assignments and yeah. books, that one I will It's what we send up. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a pity party. We have to, we, ha- we get It, them done. But things like you, you I mean you, you get them done, right? Yeah. Obviously yeah. you do that. And mm-hmm. I think I don't want to advise, but I would say training your mind to get used to something. Get used to something and mm-hmm. get getting it done but also remembering that hey you have to take care of yourself mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. if you have to take and we talk about we'll talk about self care but if you have to take time and say this weekend i'm not scheduling anything and even Kenan calls me for a podcast i'm not coming mm-hmm. because i have to take care of myself yes yep. that is important for you guys mm-hmm. so um isolation how 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 did you how do you guys deal with that i mean you say you 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 solved it by having roommates right so you I solved it that I had to solve it mm-hmm. 
I knew if I did not solve it, I don't know if I would. <laughs> I right. I do you always like, hey, hey, my God. We we came here with a hope of a, of something better. It's human nature yeah. to want something better for yourself. Mm-hmm. You cannot beat yourself up for for that. Yeah. You want something better for yourself. We are here to get trained, mm-hmm. to get education, to get better jobs, so that even when we go back to our countries, we can serve them mm-hmm. as whole people. Right. We don't need to as go a, back broken. Yep. Yes? Yeah. We need to go back better. Yep. Because at the end of the day, home is home. We, are, we will go back. Right. You guys are planning to go back? Of course. Of course. Okay. Home is home. The community. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if anything, an opportunity arises, you will not stay? And we, let me tell you, the, the idea is to make yourself better. Right. If I feel like mm-hmm. I have achieved enough, uh, the, to me, like, if I am very comfortable and I can take care of my family and my issues comfortably mm-hmm. and I get a, a maybe a job back in my country that can serve me and give me good money, I can take it. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it, we should change the definition of success. To me, success is when everybody around me is actually happy. Right. Yep. That is success to me. Mm-hmm. And I know my parents are literally, oh my God, my child. If they don't come here, I'm going to them. Okay. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about something fun. Um, the accent. Have, do you have accent stories? <laughs> I, have, I, have, I think I have a thousand stories. How, how was it? Uh, did you have to? I'll tell you. Um, someone told me that, you know, don't try to change how you speak. Exactly. Don't force yourself. Don't force yourself because if someone wants to understand you, he or she will understand you. They'll do that. Yep. So I've learned not to change. Mm-hmm. But it, it's hard though. <laughs> when, when Sorry, what did you say? I'm sorry. Pardon? Was, oh, okay. cabbage. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I say. I think my you know? biggest challenge so what, is yeah. like, for me is like, I'm, s- I'm used to mixing. When I'm talking about something and, it's, and my emotions are touched, I will go into Swahili direct. Right. That's w- how I do it. Like sometimes I was in class this time and this teacher said something. I was like, what? Kwa nini? Aje. Like how? Aje. Yeah. And then the teacher was like, what's again? Now Lisa ni aje. And I'm like, yep, yep. oh, okay. Yes. And then you try now like, I'm saying like, okay, I'm just asking how. <laughs> <laughs> like this has been my challenge because I get heard quite clearly. Mm-hmm. And even I've been told many times, my, speech, my teacher was like, you're from Kenya? Africa, which school did you go to? Because they're like, oh, wow, you you have very good English. Yeah. They, yeah because, they, mm-hmm. they, and you know, like, even my friends, they have heavy accents. I have friends from Rwanda who, like, you know, in Rwanda, English came into the curriculum in 2012. Yeah. So many of them don't know English. So French. it's either it's French and it's so broken. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm like, I have, like, three Rwanda, like Rwanda friends that, they, when they see me, they're like, oh, they've seen a small god. They're so happy. Like They're like, well, let's come and tell this person what I meant. <laughs> you know, this person wasn't getting me because I can get them so clearly yeah, because yeah. I did a bit of right, French yeah. and they know a bit of Swahili. Mm-hmm. So I can get them so well. But you find them even discussing with somebody, they're like, that's not the way. I w-. So they will call me. Where are you? Come, come. And they don't yeah, understand yeah. me. <laughs> What's your accent story, Mwaso? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to buy a com- I wanted to, to to ask the price of a computer. Okay, I want you to get on the mic. Yeah. So I wanted to ask the price of a computer. Yeah. In uh, our bookstore, bookstore yeah. the, U, the U of M bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then what? I, I kept on saying, I don't know if I say computer, can do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Well, I kept on saying, <laughs> the computer, laptop. It was like, what? And then I had to go with my fingers like to show, like I'm <laughs> typing. So, oh, you mean a laptop? <laughs> See, so. <laughs> but uh, I know it's, I talk uh, to other people. I talk to my professors, my mm-hmm. f- uh, my fr- my friends. Yeah, uh, they hear me very well. Yeah. So it's not about. I I know that it's not about me. No. I'm, I, and uh, I know it can be. It can like try to put yeah. you down in terms yeah. of co- your confidence. But mm-hmm. I think people who do that who don't really get your accent. Quickly, mm-hmm. There are people who. Who, who have not uh, experienced diversity. Yeah, sure. Yes. So it's not our fault. It's actually maybe they're just not exposed mm-hmm. to different actions. And it's a beautiful thing. Let mm-hmm. me tell you, when you don't change, they all adapt. Yep. You yeah. Do not change. The thing with us is that sometimes people feel the need to change. Mm-hmm. But when you adjust yourself and you speak with your accent, they will all adapt. In like one semester, they will not be asking you again, again. Like, come again. No. They will adapt it because it will be something that their ear is now getting accustomed to. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and um, the confidence thing is like, these people, I've noticed like sometimes when they have people who have heavy accents, they want to shy away from answering questions and mm-hmm. saying things because for <coughs> some reason they feel yeah. I'm not like the rest. That is a uniqueness that you can use. It people is. don't embracing even it. know. Yeah. Embracing, embracing it is yeah. a very yeah, good right. thing. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Embracing your, embracing your diversity and embracing your your different, your different accent, your language, because it's a beautiful thing. I mean, sure. we are taught. If someone told me, "Do not lose your culture," mm-hmm. way back before I came, I say, "No, I want to be American. I want to mm-hmm. do this." But then, when you f- come here and you fi- you hear the kids you're raising, you probably in the next ten years, they won't know what Africa is. They won't know? know anything about so themselves. So then, you have to really intentionally keep your culture and yes. preser- preserve yes. it. Yeah, and uh, also it's like you are. Okay, let's say you are having trouble speaking, but mm-hmm. you are managing to communicate, mm-hmm. and you're communicating with people who only know one language, mm-hmm. English. Yeah, right. And you know English, and you know the, the languages that you're speaking in Africa. Yeah. See? So you're actually better off, right? Because mm. <laughs> you can speak true. more. Yeah, that's true. I was watching a um, <coughs> uh, YouTube. There's this guy who goes to different like countries that people don't go to. This African guy? No, he's yeah. a, he's a, he's a Australian guy, oh. New Zealand guy. So he went to Nigeria. And he was in the right in the slums, mm-hmm. <coughs> and I was it's so it was so beautiful. Guys who are homeless, they are swimming in you know wastewater, but they they speak amazing English. I'm like, yeah, we we do speak good English, and even that we are taught English at a very <laughs> young level, age, very young age, and we come out with this beautiful, heavy, yes, and. British English, English. yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we do. So, do you have an accent story, my brother? I have like a thousand. <laughs> give, us, give us one. Give us I one. I remember last semester, the first, when I joined the U, I was like in the first class. So, I used to go for a class in uh, St. Paul because the U has Twin Cities, the main, and St. Paul, one of the branches, like it's Twin Cities. So, yeah. I used to do Youth Global Perspective. That was the class. Because I'm doing mine and global studies, so I came to that class. We had Kenyans over there, but the Kenyans who came quite earlier mm-hmm. than me when they came when they were young kids, so they were already adapted to the accent. Mm-hmm. So when I was talking, some people, even the teacher, would be like, "Pardon, <laughs> do you know it, it's 
came to a time I was like I'm not going to answer any question even if I know the, the answer. answer just keep quiet because if I like I talk and I'm sitting at the back, at the back it will cause a com- people will be looking at me like pardon pardon so she will try come to me sometimes I'm telling her something maybe I'm just explaining it to her the way I know it in the normal british english but she she's not getting it if it was another teacher maybe back home she could be getting it like right. what i'm saying so it became a challenge as like even some of my friends back in that class knew that sometimes those pissed off like i was like okay you guys you talk i'll just sit down do my assignments i know the answer but i'm not going to say it because if i say it it gives you attention. It's embarrassing. Pardon, yeah, pardon, 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 attention, attention, attention. And the same same thing I've experienced it with uh, other classes. Like when you're talking to someone like you're asking someone like what course are you pursuing? You seeing in British English you'll say yeah. course. Yeah. But for them they'll say they'll be like pardon me like you say course I'm like what's course? Then someone say like I tell him like major. major. Then be like oh, okay what major are you pursuing? I'm like oh, okay oh. okay I'm doing something. So the, the British English and American English is very different yeah. for us back home we are used to the british english mm-hmm. that's what we speak yeah and for them they're used to the american english i can't blame them but what i would like them to know is that we got used to their english, english. i understand it yeah. mm-hmm. so them so let them also get used to our english so that they can we, we can also they can also understand us yeah. so that you can communicate easily but for the good thing with me the friends that i've met here outside the uh, people who came from africa i have some I have amazing friends some from Eritrea, Namibia who actually have their American accents and uh, you can't even know they're from Africa. Mm-hmm. Whenever I talk to them, they've never told me like pardon. They got it straight away yeah. from the first place. Mm-hmm. So when you are communicating, you communicate easily because whatever I'll say and whatever like, they will say mm-hmm. we I understand like both of us. <coughs> so, um you you guys asked me before we started that when when did you start this the pod- podcast and i say 2020 and uh, you were not here 2020 yeah you were here 2020 right i was here in august 2020 2020 you were of course yeah i was here, here yeah. um those you know the george floyd yeah, protests oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and uh what what caused that what caused that mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, that's> it. <laughs> it was discrimination right? yeah sure sure, uh-huh. sure and racism Have you guys experienced that? Yeah, let me start. Okay. I've experienced it in the same same class that I used to have an issue with the teacher. Mm-hmm. And I remember right now my advisor is a very good guy, Mr. Alexander Hines. He's a very good guy. I like I like him a lot because when you're being given advices, I think the person who gave me that advice are like the person who chose for me like selected for me to have that advice, I think he or she did a very good thing for me because he's someone who understands me. Mm-hmm. So when we usually have our own advisor student meetings, like sometimes he will call you to ask you like how's the school, how's the semester going on because he checks on your grades. Whatever is being posted, he sees it from his end. Mm-hmm. So sometimes if he sees something is wrong somewhere, he will shoot you a text and ask you what have you done poorly in this assignment and stuff so i told him like there's this teacher uh at the university like i th- one day she called me at her office let me just say a, a one minute story uh i'd like done an assignment it was an essay writing 
for that course. So I'd already done it. It was like a course book you're reading, then you answer. So I sort of like cited like one or two things from the book mm-hmm. and straight away put them on the on my paper. Mm-hmm. Though I forgot to write like uh, the citation where I got yeah. my citation from. Yeah. But for me, it was like, okay, this is what you have been reading in class. She knows this is what I've, I've not got it from another book. I got it from the same same book that we are reading in class. So she called me at the office. She told me like I can't mark this paper because I can I see that you've written my two two sentences from the book as an introduction. And uh she was like I can't mark this paper. Then she was asking me like okay, first of all give me a, a description of you as a person. So I told him what I'm doing. Sorry, I told her what I'm doing. And um she was like okay, I told her like I'm from Nairobi, I came through this and this channel, I did this and this in the university, um, doing this and this currently at the U. And actually I was the oldest person, I think, so in that class because the rest people, I think there's the same, she asked like how many people completed high school last year. Like the whole class, the hands were up and I was like, okay, me completed in 2016, so I'm much older than these guys who are in this class. But no one knew, so I just used to play it down doing my stuff I'm out. So I think when I said Nairobi Kenya and I'm from okay maybe she thought maybe I'm from here it didn't go well with her. From that day I used to have an issue with my papers. Whatever I write if some people got 5 out of 5 she'll give me a 3.5. And she'll just look for some petty mistakes. Sometimes even like can I see your paper? You start comparing what another student did and what you did. And you're far much more better like, man, this paper, my paper marks actually makes more sense than what these other people wrote. I only missed one class because she used to give us uh, an opportunity to, uh, like, she she used to give, tell us, like, you can only miss three classes in my semester, the whole semester. More than three, I count you out. You're not my student. So I only missed one class. And actually, I didn't know because it was the first lesson. I didn't know. I thought that Monday was off that you're not going to class. So she texted me, she emailed me, she told me like, oh, you missed the class and stuff. And actually that class was like taking attendance and putting it as your as your grade. So you know those teachers who take attendance, like yeah. they, they are grading it. So <coughs> as a student, in the same group, they used to miss classes many times, more than five times. But they scored a better grade than me at the end. For me, who attended all classes. And only missed one. And only missed one class. So the actually the thing which made me more sad was the last day, it was an assignment for 20 marks. Like paraphrasing what you did the whole semester. You're supposed to put your notes, whatever you've written. So I combined them, I stapled them, I put them in a file, and I attached my short notes, whatever she said. The whole class, you know, everyone scored 20 out of 20. The mean was 19. Guess what she gave me? She gave me a 15 out of 20. Wow. I emailed her like, why are you giving me 15 out of 20 and I've done whatever you asked us to do? Then when she was giving us a, like the feedback to give us the review, I gave her everything. I was against her. I disagreed with everything. Even I wrote in my comments like, be fair when awarding your grades because I felt like she was um, favoring other type of students. She was not favoring me. I don't, I don't, I don't need a favor. Right. Just but be, whatever is mine, give right. it to me. Yes. Don't yeah. deny me whatever is mine yeah. at the expense of you. You want to make me suffer or look like I'm I'm, f- I'm a fool. I don't know what to do. So on the review, the last review, because of the you usually give a review of how the semester yeah. was, I wrote it like I didn't like the class because of this and this. 
and when my advisor talked to me i told my advisor knew her i told him like he asked me like how about that class i told him what happened and he was so surprised like he didn't expect it to go that way and uh, at the end of it i got a b plane i could have gotten an a mine in that class because in the last paper the last two papers she just failed me because she wanted to do so so, so wow so i told myself if i'm taking a class which she's teaching you know i'm not doing it i'm not doing it and i'll tell my advisor now why because the same same thing it's i gonna think it's going to happen yeah yep so from wow. here faced it and she's the only one who did it to me because the rest i've never done it because the rest are diverse yeah yeah they give you what belongs oh. to you sorry to hear that man And because of that as well before I pick any class I go check all the teachers and the reviews. Do you, uh, can you see the Yes, re- in our school right? we can do that. You can see a teacher's review and see if like three students write something negative about you there's something wrong. There's something wrong somewhere. Three people can't be mad. Yeah. So you just as in I think in our in our school you have a choice. You have a choice and personally as Violet I would go for diverse teachers it's a choice for me as yeah, someone who's open minded if not 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 mm. open minded i will look at your name your okay. name your name can give me a clue of where you come from it's easier if i see an african name i'm going to that class mm. that's how, I, i just it's a thing you feel right. safer with yeah. your own kind and yeah and you have to do you have to make some like make I a decision that yeah. makes i got to the school and i saw a name nyamagwa nyamagwa was somebody in this computer science department mm. I just I saw it and I emailed him to say hi. Just hi. <laughs> How are you doing today, sir? <laughs> I don't know if I should say this, but I I know him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he's a good I guy. just he's a very good guy yeah. and he was very he he was so happy that I did that. I don't think people do that all the time. Mm-hmm. He was so happy I did that. I just said hi. Said like, "Oh, I'm here. I'm doing this." If, and he helped me to pick my classes. So, I feel like Not any other person would have done that for me, but just because he I think he also saw my name was Kwamboka. I was like, "Okay." And he even scheduled a meeting with me just to see me, talk to me and you, then help me. You met me him? To, yes, okay. virtually. Right. And helped me to pick the classes for this spring semester. Awesome. That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I don't I don't have any That's fine. That you don't have to make something up. But what story, what support yeah. can you give this 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 nice people here if we if in the event that they go through that what what advice would you give them well, uh or or anybody if, not if, if it were me and i came across like a, a situation where like what george went through or the best well i think it's, uh, you just need to know that you are here you belong here mm. right yeah. you are here and you deserve to be here yeah mm-hmm. So whatever someone else wants to do like try to bring you down because of how she feels about you or because of what perception she, she has about you that's just uh you know it's not supposed to affect you though. it's, it's, like, it's it, it it does affect it's yeah. it's wrong it's unjust but uh like it's not supposed to get to you mm-hmm. i mean if you can prepare yourself like you meet horrible people in, in life mm-hmm. yeah. and we see it every day. like it happened to george floyd and then it happened to this person who was shot by a lady 
who was thinking she has she had a taser in her hands. Don't you right? Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And then it happened like uh, was it this week in last week Michigan. in Michigan. Yeah. Right. We there are people mm-hmm. who are just terrible. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So you come across those kind of situations. Eventually, I know eventually I'll come across a situation where I will I will feel that I've been done wrong because maybe I'm from Africa or because I'm black. I know that is bound to happen eventually right. because yeah. because uh, this country has got a history of that. Like it started with the times of slavery and then there was the time of civil rights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, when you're walking the streets, it's like difficult to believe that uh, in this country there were signs that said whites only and so right, on. Right. And there are some people who still have, unfortunately, because not everyone can be progressive there are some people who still have maybe not in, not no, not intentionally or maybe not like maybe you meet someone at a, who has been harboring those kind of thoughts mm-hmm. in their lives and then eventually they show you a bad sign so it can happen yeah and i'm just trying to prepare myself mentally for that thank you thank you wow yeah um i i went to school in a country where um they 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 didn't hide it. No. Showed it to you. Oh yeah, they call you a monkey in your face. They throw stones at you, right? See how you hit a dog? Yeah. They throw stones at you, but to to them it was more of ignorance yeah. and lack of uh, exposure to know that someone that's not that was someone that's black is not an animal, yeah. right? So, um, <coughs> yeah, we you you're, you're sitting in a bus going somewhere they see they people literally some get down get off the bus because you're there yeah your seat goes empty i like when the, my seat was empty, okay yeah i'll sleep <laughs> more space for me mm-hmm. you know um so it's just situations where you you're not sad but again it's it's them it's not you yeah, yeah it's how it's you, how you yeah. respond that's all so actually see it's such situations even at the school when you're taking a bus then people are standing your seat is empty some other seats maybe they have white people they they're already they're filled, right. but you black people, not even from Africa, just black. Yeah, as long as you're black, right? You just find people are just standing. You just sit, is empty, just and they won't come to sit near you. Take your bag. But for me, I usually it's just it's place it there. Right. Thank you. It's space for your bag, right? Yeah. Right. So em- embrace it, be positive, and and you know that there's hopefully there's resources to eliminate uh that those or you, that can address some of those things in your schools yeah, I, I hope that no, the biggest resource for this problem is education right mm-hmm. is education hate you're never born a hateful person mm-hmm. you're never born a bad person all these things are taught when uh, if your parents would just like like sipendi wakikuyu i don't like it use the, you're probably going to grow up not liking wakikuyu that's right. the, that's i've used an example of back at home yeah. like Hate is taught. Right. All these things are taught. The real medicine for all these things is education. Yeah. Remove ignorance from people. Mm-hmm. Because that person who is standing and they can't sit, sometimes I don't blame them. Yeah. I don't blame them. Because like it's already ingrained in you. It's like the way you were told, like don't go outside in the snow, you will fall. Mm-hmm. And then it's already ingra- you're not going outside because you will fall. They were taught that this ABCD is true. ABCD people are not good. Right. Try and put yourself in that situation. Yeah. Sometimes I don't blame them. But the thing is this. 
finding an avenue to educate people yeah. is what will change everything. And and if that person realizes that, oh yeah, maybe someone that doesn't look like me is not an is not ah, is not a thief, is not a thug, is not mm-hmm. this. Once they realize that, <coughs> once I realize, wait, I mean, we we have yeah. our stereotypes. Yeah. But let's not. It's not about yeah, sure, you know. Sure. We have our stereotypes about people that don't look like us. Yeah. So once I know that this person, whatever I've had, whatever I've read, whatever I've seen, is not actually true. I need to educate myself on, on one that on those you know, that different cultures. So yes. let's do that now. We we gotta wrap up. So I have um, two questions for for you guys as we wrap up. This this will be your final final thoughts. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, what keeps you going every day? Well, so we'll start with you. What keeps you going every day? Well, uh, I came here to prove myself mm-hmm. that I can. I can do this. Uh, that's what keeps me going. And also, the support that I have from my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I'm down, uh, my wife always is always there to bring me up. Okay. Uh, my kids, oh, they always ch- they, they make me see the world in different, brighter colors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what keeps me on. Are they here with you or are they back in? Uh, the, my wife is here, but my kids are uh, okay. my wife. Shout out to them for the support uh what keeps you going uh georgie i call him georgie because yeah. what keeps you going uh for me the fact that my career i love my career and uh we have talked about it even the first time we met you remember when we met at the office yeah and um the fact that i actually sit down sometimes watch tv and i'm like wow one day i'll be on that screen maybe uh, trying to explain it to the viewer who's watching it around the world or who's watching the session and the fact that i need to like fulfill my dream of uh, becoming an uh, one of the best journalists in the world i'm yeah. like okay i need to push i need to push that button i need to keep on going grind grind and grind whatever challenges you go through that's part of life because it's always it's it's it not it it's it's always not it, things will, will not go the way you like right. things will always go sometimes uh, like the opposite of what you expected the bumpy roads, rough, smooth roads, that's life. Right. You have to overcome that in order for you to become that person you wanted to be because even if you listen to these um, famous people around the world when they are talking, they'll tell you that we faced challenges right. and we are able to conquer those challenges, we overcame it and that's why we are here trying to advise you, talk to you to become much more better than us. So for, me, for the fact that I'm doing a career which I really like and um ready to do anything for it because I've had issues where my mom is telling me like that career will never help you I'm like okay you continue saying whatever you're saying but for me I know yeah. and for anyone who tells me like that career will not help you and he or she is doing something else a career I usually respond this way like the god who gave you that job is the god who will give me the same same job that I've been dreaming of since I was a kid so Whatever you have, you're, be, you're given by God. He'll yeah. also give me right. the same same thing right. that I want. So why are you telling me like whatever I'm doing is bad, whatever you're doing is right? No, mm-hmm. you have your own path. I have my own path. I think everyone has his own, uh, his or her own destination. Right. But the thing is, as long as you keep your focused, determined, resilient, you know what you're supposed to do, then nothing is impossible. I usually say it like hard work and discipline is equal to success given that prayer is kept constant. 
Okay. That's my take. Anytime any day. Hard work and discipline is equal to success. Given that prayer is kept constant. All right. All yep. right. Wow. Well, let's see how you come back from that. Um what so what keeps you going and your final thoughts? Um what keeps me going is I would say my people and my purpose. Cuz I was brought up by a man who believes in impacting lives. And my father would really brought us we are like three children. I'm the first born. I have a sister, then I have a brother who came later. Mm-hmm. And my father always treated us th- there's no gender in my father's house. Everybody does everything. Mm-hmm. I had I grew up washing the car. Mm-hmm. So, which is very rare. And um just knowing that they supported my dreams and they have never everything I've wanted to do, they've always supported me, which is I don't see in many families back at home. Most of my friends, female friends, don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. They're like, we are not doing that for you. We have finished. You have, we have done form four. You are done with form four. What else do you want from us? But the fact that my parents decided to go further than that and still support me to this day, I believe I owe them something. And it, by that, I need to succeed and help them. And, Pia, and I know there's being in America, there's a village somewhere in Kenya that is saying our daughter is in America. Yeah, yep. I don't see this video. And I'm right uh, right now I have a million mothers, <laughs> a million fathers and like grand I have a grandfathers, everybody is my grandfather. They're all but rooting ev- for you. Everybody's rooting yeah. for me. So and I believe I can be a change maker for them because there are simple simple problems that we face uh, that people face back at home that I can easily be changed by somebody who is in America. Yeah. Cuz I see like like small small bills like hospital bills you can help them people who people your, the old people try help them get somebody who is changing their diet there's something you can do so long as you're doing it there's something so i am doing this for my people and my family and i believe that i just want to impact lives at the end of the day so and i know just by being here and following my dream there's somebody out there as a woman a lady a child who's looking at me and is like wow i want to be like her Yes. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Wow. <clears throat> we could go on and go on and go yeah, on. You guys sure. are the best. I like you've you've I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. Some of the things that I've picked up is, you know, we said in the first episode, never give up. If it's that application sure. that you want to apply for, go for it, right? Yep. Do your research though before mm-hmm. you come to any school here. Do your research. See <laughs> what weather is out there. Yep. But I think if they call you, you wouldn't mind about the weather. Sure. It'll yeah. just come, right? Mm-hmm. Uh it's hard to settle. Mm-hmm. but we're keeping on keeping on right mm-hmm. it's harder for everybody and then one thing that i really want to emphasize with you guys is stick together mm-hmm. you know those student unions that uh you know they are, if they're there just stick together call each other do your assignments together you know to mm-hmm. be interact with each other it's a, it's a, it's a lonely world out here and watch for your mental health you know you your story your journey i hope that you're you know you're doing better i'm doing okay yeah, that's that's good um and then the awareness of the resources that are available to you yep. you know write emails call ask around do this call me i'll google mm-hmm. something for you I'll, you know there's there's something there's something something out there for you guys mm-hmm. um self care yep. last but not least definitely not the least is self care find what works for you yep. if it's that uh record you know i i collect records if it's that music all it's music that keeps mm-hmm. you going if it's riding that bike if it's you know whatever it is 
playing in the snow, whatever that is, just find self-care and do it well. That's the only thing you can, you need to do it well is do yourself can be very vigilant on it. Um, but other than that, I think we, I'm so glad and I'm sure Ezra, wherever he is, is glad that you guys came through and I wish you all the best. Um, maybe we'll do this again. We'll check in a couple months down the road, yeah. bring okay. you guys over and, and see where you guys are. It will be summer, so yeah, sure. we can probably, yeah. So, But I wish you all the best mm. in your studies and thank you for coming through. Uh, shout out to Joven, who's... Uh, He's not here with us, but he graciously gave up his seat for, for you know, these PhD people know each other. <laughs> <laughs> so he gave up his seat Bonita. for, for one. So, so, but yeah, thank you for, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can um, go to YouTube, watch, uh, subscribe. We're on Instagram at the Amazing Truth Podcast, Facebook the Amazing Truth Podcast, YouTube also with the same name. We are we're trying to get a few subscribers here so we can support other other courses as well. So if you can shout out, subscribe. You guys, I, you owe me 10 subscribers each. So you got to go make friends. That's an assignment. But anyway, thank you for tuning in. That was our episode, uh, part two of the diary of an international student. And we're glad that you're able to join us. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listen. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you, and see you on the next one.